are you feeling today? Are you feeling alive and energetic or lethargic and weak? Listen to your heart. Welcome to the Healing Whisper, a return to peace. Your host for the hour is Dr. Marianne Chase. When we fail to understand and work on the root cause of our stress and illness, we seem to be in a never-ending spiral of poor health and low energy. It's time to re-harness that potential in order to live a better life. Now, here's Dr. Marianne. Hello, and welcome to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and I am just thrilled to be with you today. Today, we will be continuing on our conversation that we started back last month on March the 24th, to be exact, about your healing garden and what healing plants there are out there. Now, those of you who have been following me on this show may think, well, what's going on with that? I thought we were talking about energy medicine on this show. And yes, folks, we are. And you will see exactly how this ties in to everything, uh, hopefully by the time this series discussion is done. And before I get into that, though, I would like to remind everybody that you can connect with me on Facebook, the Healing Whisper page, as well as Twitter, LinkedIn, and my website, the Healing Whisper. I'd also encourage everyone to head on over to voiceamerica.tv. Check out the videos over there on the Healing Whisper, Marianne's Garden. I also have a few videos with the Healing Whisper just simply about healing medicine, or energy medicine, excuse me, and some guided meditations as well as guided healing codes. So, again, after the show, head on over there. I also need to put out there this wonderful disclaimer that this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, heal, or cure anything. Everything contained in this show is the opinion of myself, Dr. Marianne Chase. Please always check with a health care provider, a licensed health care provider, uh, about any concerns that you may have. Now, healing plants. Back again in March 24th, I went over a few things, and let me just do a brief review about that. You can get the details just simply by going back and listening to that show. And one of the things that I spoke about were house plants and how house plants can be actually healing. They're not for just looking at and making pretty decorations. Yeah, they're pretty and they're great to look at, but they are also healing because our home offices are ho- our offices indoors and our homes are just simply too tight. They're extremely energy efficient. We have our glass of our windows is e-glass, so we're not getting the appropriate sunshine. And there is this thing called sick building syndrome. And I listed a few 
houseplants that can actually get rid of the volatile organic compounds. You know, it's those things that we breathe that can actually cause cancers. And so volatile organic compounds, that's what we want houseplants for, removing that air pollution. We also want to put our houseplants in ceramic pots versus plastic pots. Yes, plastic and resin well, resin is pretty much okay. It's the plastic, plastic pots that I can only say may not be good for your house plants. And I'm in the midst of a little research project to see if I can find out if plastic pots are as negative as I think they are. Now, again, it's just... I haven't done the research yet, but I don't know. The one thing that I do know is that if you are having plastic pots indoors, they are going to be outgassing those volatile organic compounds. The other thing that I spoke about very briefly on that March show was about herbs. Now, we usually think about herbs in a culinary sense. And so, culinarily, that's what we use herbs for mostly. But we also think of herbs as healing plants and medicinal. And they've been used by Native American, Native peoples of all areas of the world. They are used by the Ayurvedic native peoples. They are used in Chinese medicine. And many of them, we can't really easily grow here in the northern hemisphere, just simply depending upon where you live. For example, if you live in southern Florida, you should be easily able to grow ginger and turmeric outside in your gardens, whereas here in the northern hemisphere, that's kind of out of the question. You have to grow them inside, and you can't grow nearly as much. However, the flip side of the coin is that in the southern states here in the northern hemisphere, they have a hard time growing Garlics, And it just depends upon the time of the year and the variety. There are many, many varieties of garlic that can grow in the northern parts of the country, but only a very few that can grow in the southern parts of the country. And we know garlic is very healing. What I'd like to briefly talk about today, well, now that, since I'm already on the healing plants known as roots, ginger, turmeric, garlic, there are other root plants that can be very healing. And they are healing not only when they are consumed and when you eat them, but it is simply healing to be growing them. 
Take it from an avid gardener. When you plant things, when you stick your hands in the ground, even if your hands have gloves on them to protect them from splinters and what have you, depending upon the type of glove, if you've got leather gloves or thin nitrile-coated gloves, you can actually connect with the earth. Now, how do I know that? Well, leather gloves is a very natural substance, and the earth will connect through leather. That's why if you wear 100% leather shoes, and folks, good luck finding leather shoes these days, 100% leather shoes, you can stay grounded so much easier than otherwise. Then the reason I know that nitrile gloves, the thin ones that fit very well, will connect you to the earth is because, well, I can touch my smartphone touch screen with my thin nitrile gloves on and it activates it. That means that the energy coming through my hands, which, by the way, is one of the most energetic parts of our body, aside from our heart, where we exude energy. That's why methods such as tapping and the healing codes work so well, because we're using the energy that's coming from our hands just to heal. And so that energy is also used with our touch screens. And my smartphone can feel the energy through my thin nitrile gullets. Now, the thicker ones, no, it doesn't do the job. So we've got the root plants. And I mentioned ginger. I mentioned turmeric. And I've mentioned garlic. And I actually have a video over there on Voice America TV on how to grow garlic, which it's really quite easy no matter where you are in the country. And honestly, I've never had experience growing ginger and turmeric. But turmeric is one of those does-it-all root plants. It reduces inflammation. You can get turmeric in all sorts of powder forms in the grocery stores. You can actually get the root itself to put into smoothies or whatever. Uh, if, If you actually juice, you can do that. It has a rather earthy flavor, for lack of better description. And ginger, if you're not familiar with ginger, it is quite spicy and The nice thing about spicy anythings is it can warm your body up. And ginger is well known and well used among the Asian cultures in many of their meal preparations. Tastes wonderful. Other roots that provide healing properties, radishes. And there are all kinds of radishes all over the world. And they also have great healing properties because of the spiciness of that radish. 
And so there you have it. Oh, and there are many other root veggies. Let's just talk about onions. Now, not everybody can eat onions because of the sulfur content. And likewise with garlic and turmeric. But if you can, onions and green onions are all those root vegetables that are healing. And then there's the root vegetable of sweet potatoes. Now, I you have to distinguish between sweet potatoes, yams, and regular potatoes. Now, the regular potatoes like your your russet potato, Oregon gold type potato, all of those you can buy in the grocery stores, as well as sweet potatoes. And not everybody in the northern hemispheres can grow sweet potatoes. Those are one of the things that I can't grow up here. But they are available. And when you buy them in the grocery store, they are healing. And Regular russet white potatoes are not healing. They belong to the same family of plants as tomatoes and peppers. And some people cannot eat those types of plants because they actually cause arthritis and other problems with inflammation in the body. So that is is a lot of information about root plants. And every one of them are available in grocery stores. And most people can grow most of those vegetables, whether you're doing it inside or out. Oh, don't forget horseradish. It is a very important root vegetable. And because of the spiciness of horseradish, it also helps heal. Well, folks, it's time for the break. When we come back, we will continue with our conversation about healing plants. So don't go away. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit thehealingwhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit thehealingwhisper.com and click coaching. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and today we are talking about healing plants. Just before the break, we were talking about the healing plants that we mostly eat the roots. Now, let's get into some interesting things called edible flowers. Now, at least here in the northern hemisphere in the North Americas, we don't tend to eat flowers as a general part of our everyday meal. But you know what? There is a very good reason to be eating our flowers as an everyday meal. And so there are many, many flowers that are edible. And so let me just kind of go down a a little short list here. And there are a few flowers that, uh, unless you really know exactly what you're eating, don't don't go there because there are some flowers that are not edible. And the first one that I want to talk about is called calendula. Some people call them marigolds. They really are not a marigold, but A calendula is not only edible, but it is very healing and has very healing properties. Only the petals should be eaten of the calendula. Now, do not eat that standard marigold. Now, that standard marigold, you'll know it by its smell. It's a very pungent smell. And we plant regular good old marigolds all over the garden to get rid of bad insects that might be attacking our other plants. And just as they can get rid of the bad insects, the bad insects don't like that smell. It's also very uh, poisonous to the human. So unless you are certain that what you are eating is calendula, then don't eat it. So there are also begonias. You can eat begonias. You can eat carnations, chrysanthemums, and the clover flower. And did you know you can eat bachelor's button and another flower called dame's rocket? It's also called sweet rocket or dame's violet. And then there is the wonderful dandelion. Not only can you eat that flower, but you can eat the whole plant. Now here is another flower that is edible, but you cannot eat a different variety. So it's called the daylily. Now the daylily is edible. Uh, and here here's a little bit of a caution. If it acts as 
a laxative. So be very careful. Don't eat a lot of it. And eat just the petals. And don't eat Easter lilies. It's a different variety. And Easter lilies are, again, poisonous. You can eat the English daisy, fuchsia. You can eat gladiola flowers without their little um, anthers. It's called anthers. It's actually the part that has the pollen on it. Hibiscus, hollyhock, honeysuckle flowers. Don't eat the berries, only the flowers. Impatience, Johnny Jump Ups. You can eat lilac. You can eat linden flowers. That comes from a tree, actually. Don't eat too much of it because it can actually cause heart problems. Nastertiums. Yes, nastertiums in some parts of the country. And you can actually stuff nastertiums. Pansies, peonies, primrose, Queen Anne's lace, roses. You can eat scented geraniums. Don't eat the zonal geraniums. Just the scented geraniums. Snapdragons, sunflowers. Well, who hasn't eaten sunflower seeds? Well, maybe a few people. Tulip petals. You know, it's past tulip season where I am, but in parts of the world, it is still tulip season. And be careful if you are allergic to tulips. You'll know it if it causes a rash when you touch them. Don't ever eat the bulbs. If you have any doubts about any flower, just simply don't eat it. And yucca petals. Yucca or yucca, depending upon which part of the world you are in, it's the flower. And people eat the yucca leaves all the time, too. It's uh, related to artichoke. And so, those are all edible flowers. Now, why would you eat an edible flower? Well, number one, it adds beauty to your food. And who doesn't want beauty when they are eating their foods? And it makes it fun to eat your foods. But then there are nutritional values to many of those flowers above and beyond just the beauty And then there are the healing properties to those flowers. So let's talk about some flowers that I didn't even mention in that list. And by the way, you can go online and look up edible flowers, edible flower lists, and it will give you not only lists of these edible flowers, but some of the caution that you need to take if you're going to be eating flowers. So let's just talk about a flower that uh, you probably never thought of, and that would be the flower from a radish. You know, when we grow radishes and 
I have a video about how to grow radish, and I also have a video on Voice America TV on what that radish flower looks like. And we can pluck that flower off and put that in like or on a soup or on a dish. It has a very spicy flavor to it and if I were to rank the spiciness zero being absolutely nothing and five being like okay I'm my ears are pushing steam out them like in a cartoon sense the radish flower would be probably around a spicy two and the nice thing about a radish flower it is what is called carnative which means it increases the blood flow and the oxygen in your system, which increases the digestive juices. So spicy foods, depending upon the spice, can actually help you digest your foods better. And so that's why you would put a flour that is spicy on your foods. It is going to help you digest that food. Now let me go down just a little bit of a rabbit hole here. Now some people cannot eat peppers because they cannot eat foods that contain, um, that are from the nightshade family. That includes tomatoes, potatoes, and all peppers. And if you love spicy foods, it can be heartbreaking to not be able to eat peppers. And if you love your foods that have lots of tomatoes and tomato sauces, it can also be heartbreaking to not eat those. You have to find substitutes. Well, an excellent substitute for that spice can be radishes. And ginger. And guess what? Mustard can be an excellent substitute as well as horseradish. Now, horseradish, if you're going to grow horseradish, make sure you put it in a part of your garden that is, you don't mind it spreading all over the place. Because It's hard to control. Every time you harvest some of that horseradish root, more little sprigs will pop up just, you know, a few inches away from where you dug your root out. So it's not one of those things that you can grow in an enclosed area. Now, you can grow it in containers. You won't have that problem as long as the container doesn't have a hole in the bottom for that root to snake its way out into the regular ground and surprise, you've got your horseradish coming up. But horseradish is another one of those spicy plants that you can eat and it will improve your digestion because of that spiciness improving the blood flow and the oxygen to your stomach, which improves the digestive juices going on there. 
And so there you go. Now, the next flower that I've already mentioned, uh, I did mention the mustard flower, and you can eat the mustard leaf uh, as part of a salad, and it also has that spiciness of mustard. And you ever wonder why? When you eat that super, super spicy mustard in an Asian restaurant, it will clear your sinuses out. And folks, that is a curative for sinus congestion, is that spicy food. So put a few leaves, put a few petals of of radish or of mustard It might be hard to find the flowers in a grocery store because at least here in the Northern Hemisphere, they are not readily available. Well, folks, it is time for the break. And when we come back, I will continue on this conversation about edible flowers and the benefits of edible flowers, the healing properties. So don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Mary Ann Chase, and we are just having a great time today talking about edible flowers and healing plants in general. Before I continue, I just want to remind everybody that you can connect with me on my Facebook page, The Healing Whisper, as well as Twitter, LinkedIn, and my website, thehealingwhisper.com. Now, I was talking about these spicy plants which have spicy flowers that you can put on your foods. And that includes 
flowers that you get from garlic and chives. And there are also garlic chives. The flowers of garlic and chives are not quite as spicy and it's really hard to get a quickly edible garlic flour because usually what that comes up as it's called a scape and it doesn't have technically what is really a flower and you do have to eat it while it is green. But the advantage, if you can't eat things like garlic and onions and chives because of their they tend to be high in sulfur compounds, you can eat the flowers, which means that you can have the benefits of the plant without the negatives. Now, here is a flower that I had mentioned earlier. It's called the calendula, and it's got a beautiful yellow and orange flower And there's lots of varieties. Go to your garden center and and look at the different calendula. And then compare it to the true marigold. And uh, you'll see how the leaf is different. But anyway, you can take the whole blossom and dry it. And then make an infusion What is an infusion? You know, that that sounds highly technical. Well, every time you drink coffee, every time you drink tea, you are drinking an infusion. Now, what is positive about a calendula? It is called a vulnerary. Vulnerary. Yeah, I, I can talk today. And... It increases, speeds up healing, healing of the skin. Now, are you asking, well, now, why would I drink a tea of calendula blossoms if I've got a cut or something on my skin that isn't healing? Well, you drink it because as we develop When we are just a few cells, our skin starts to go inwards and becomes our gut. And really, every organ in our body develops from that skin cell, that stem cell that becomes a skin cell. And... Drinking that infusion will heal your gut as well. Let's just say you have something like uh, an ulcer. Now, I'm not giving medical advice, but drinking an infusion of calendula blossoms can help heal that ulcer. And on that same note, you can take the leaves and chop them up And if you've cut yourself and you're outside and you know you've got a calendula flower, just take a leaf, wash it off real quick if you can. Or if you can't, just put it in your mouth and chew it up, folks. The dirt 
will not hurt you. If, if anything, dirt will help, you know. It's got all of those bacteria that we really need in our stomach. Chew it up and spit out the paste that you've just made by chewing up that calendula leaf and put it on that cut. And not only will it be soothing, but it will help stop the bleeding because it is anti-inflammatory. And do it enough, it will speed up the healing of the skin. So the calendula plant is not only beautiful, you can take those blossoms and scatter them on a plate and eat them. It makes your meal so beautiful. You can eat it, put it on desserts, salads, put it in smoothies, put that whole dried blossom in your soup. And it's healing. Then there's the nasturtium. Stuff those blossoms Instead of tomatoes or pickles on a sandwich, you can put a nasturtium petal because it's quite spicy. It would break in the spiciness grade that I spoke about earlier, about a four. You can eat the flower and the pods. The leaf of a nasturtium is antimicrobial, antimicrobial meaning that it can help kill some of those bad bacteria and bad viruses, as well as bad fungi. And because it is so spicy, it supports that digestion that we spoke about, as well as being a decongestant. And so you stuff those blossoms with whatever you like to stuff things with, As long as it's not, well, I I just won't go there. (laughs) I I was going to say as long as it's not a highly processed food, but uh, you can stuff the blossom with whatever you like. You can and, and eat it, and it is so healing. And Put the blossoms instead of tomatoes or pickles on your sandwiches. Personally, I don't eat gluten because I have discovered that it just doesn't work for me. But you can make your own gluten-free breads and have sandwiches with a nasturtium flour. Now, I spoke about chives briefly and one of the things that you can do with chive flowers is put them again on soup how pretty would that be you could put it on any savory dish for the prettiness and eat it it will clear your sinuses not as effectively as nasturtium but it will it's anti-inflammatory it's antimicrobial And you can put the flour on and the food as well as chop up a chive leaf. If you can, eat the chive. 
And by the way, chives don't have nearly as much sulfur compounds in that leaf as uh, like green onions, which has less than regular onions. So put that flower on the food, experience the anti-inflammatory, antimicrobial beneficiaries of that. Did you know that you could eat the rosemary flower? Now, sometimes you can't get a rosemary flower unless you grow it yourself. And rosemary is a warm weather type plant. So you have to grow it in pots up in your northern areas or in the southern hemisphere in the southern areas. <laughs> but rosemary flowers is a circulatory stimulus. It's also considered a bitter tonic. Now, we're finding out now that eating bitters is a very good nutritive that we should all be doing. And how is that? Because it being bitter, it increases the number of digestive enzymes that you've got going. So if you eat a bitter and you can make a tonic from the rosemary flower. And there is other are other bitter tonics that you can make from other bitters. You increase your ability to digest. And if you are digesting your food better, you're getting better nutrition. And you're increasing the amount of energy that you can achieve just by increasing your digestive enzymes. And imagine, over time, you could heal your gut and not have to take any medication just to get rid of the heartburn, which, going down another rabbit hole, heartburn is not caused by excess stomach acid. I know it is counterintuitive. Heartburn is actually caused by not enough stomach acid. And enough said about that. So you've got all of these edible flowers that help all systems in our bodies. And here is one more edible flower that does an entirely different thing. And it's a flower that comes from the borage plant. Now, borage is very weedy. Once you plant borage, you will never have to plant another one. I mean, those seeds from a borage plant just, they drop where they drop and you will have borage coming out your ears. Which... If you look at the whole plant, you can't imagine what good that plant could be. But the flowers, and it flowers multiple flowers. The flowers are anti-inflammatory. They are a digestive, and they're very cooling. 
So you could take that borage flour, just the flour, and put it on top of a cold cucumber soup, and it will cool you down like nothing else. Because it is what is called mucilaginous. And anybody who has ever tried to eat a plant or a vegetable that's mucilaginous, you know, it's kind of slimy. The flour itself is not, but it will help increase the mucus that goes into your stomach. And it's one of those things that ancient writers have said, and the ancient writer that I'm quoting now is Pliny, P-L-I-N-E-Y, might be pronounced Pliny. He said, borage makes the mind glad. And so when you eat it, it will make your mind glad. And here's another flower, elderberry. Oh, and I just looked up and realized (laughs) it's time for a break. I just got so involved. Folks, don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to the healing whisper a return to peace if you would like to comment or have a question about our show today please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 if you'd rather send an email our email address is the healing whisper at mindspring.com now back to the show 
Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and we have been talking about healing plants. And one of the healing plants that I mentioned just before the break was called elderberry. And it is used across the world, actually, as a diaphoretic, and meaning that it will help you eliminate and that's a good thing because we need to get toxins out of our system you can eat the flowers and who hasn't had elderberry syrup well maybe a lot of people have not had elderberry syrup but the berries without being processed and having a ton of sugar added to them are also very healing once you process them, once you cook them out, and once you add a ton of sugar to either make a jam or a jelly or a syrup, you pretty much have killed all of the healing benefits. Not completely, but not otherwise. So, You can eat the flowers and get the same benefits as the berries. But here's the caution. Don't eat all the flowers because then you won't have any berries. (laughs) Sometimes I think that's logical and goes without saying, but the first comes the flower and then comes the berry. So really what we're talking about here, folks, are the things that cause beauty in our world, the things that we just love to see. We give flowers for gifts. We give flowers for love. We give flowers as an expression of sympathy. We give flowers just for giving. And they are beautiful, and they are wonderful, forgiving, but they are also healing. Now, let me take a moment right now to say, when you purchase flowers for cut flowers, for vases, and what have you in the stores, or anywhere, the purchased flowers tend to be laden I mean laden with pesticides. Because, well, I mean, I wouldn't want to buy a dozen roses that were covered with aphids. So, two things. When you're handling cut flowers, getting them arranged in the vase... Put on a pair of either vinyl or nitrile gloves so you don't get those pesticides in your body. Secondly, never, ever, ever eat a store-bought flower unless it is marked as organic. And if you are growing flowers for beauty in your own garden, Enjoy the beauty, enjoy the energy that that beauty brings to your life. Part of that is healing. 
I'm sure you've heard the expression, it's time to go and smell the roses. Well, you know what? You can go and smell the honeysuckle. You can go and enjoy beauty of flowers, the the lavender, the lilacs. If you live in the south, the magnolias. Enjoy that beauty. Pull in that healing energy that the flowers have. And on that note, I don't really have time today to get into that. But about 80 years ago, there was a gentleman by the name of Dr. Edward Bach who developed what he called flower essences. And what those are basically is utilizing the energy properties of a flower for healing. But you know what? I'm going to have to talk about that next week. So in review, there are so many flowers that we can eat. And flowers that not only are edible, but they are nutritional, they are healing, and they are just simply beautiful. We can quote Tiny Tim, tiptoe through the tulips, because it will help you heal. Now, believe it or not, We are talking about energy. Because everything is energy, folks. And even the healing properties of a flower, it's energy. And what does that energy do? Well, we'll be talking next week about these flower essences that can actually improve our emotional well-being and help with our mind-body health, which is talking about our heart. And yeah, these flowers can help not only the beating, pumping heart, but they can help that I love you with all my heart, heart. And that's why King Solomon said several thousand years ago, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Even eating flowers will guard your heart. So until next week, when we will talk about flower essences, as well as the rest of the healing plant world. Blessings. Thank you again for taking the advice of your heart and tuning in to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Please join your host, Dr. Marianne Chase, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to talk to you again next week. Thank you.